This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are here. Hour number three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, trying to get a hold of Mark Mix. He is our National Right to Work Committee. Uh, runs it, basically. Have Mark on on a pretty routine basis. If he comes on with us, we're going to talk about the Democrat senators that are threatening the automakers that are not a part of of the UAW. So if we get a hold of Mark, we'll do that. If not, I'll postpone Mark and talk about things another day. Now, one other thing that came up, which, again, several folks have asked this week if I'm going to talk about it, and yes, I am. And that is a new Labor Department regulation that essentially will have an effect upon independent contractors, 1099 workers. Those of you listening don't know what a 1099 worker is. It's typically a worker that is self-employed and works as a contractor for someone else. And there's rules and regulations around that currently that allow certain businesses to have subs, subcontractors, if you would, versus regular employees. Now, I, I realize that there are some businesses out there that are not doing that correctly. They skirt around that. They're technically employees, but they treat them as subcontractors and – that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about legitimate 1099 workers, for example, Uber and Lyft drivers. They are 1099 workers, contractors. They set their own hours. They work when they want. They've got their own tools and equipment, i.e. their own cars. Yes, they're using that platform, but they've got the choice to use one or the other or both. And in my opinion, they are 100% quote-unquote gig workers you know, 1099 workers. Well, there is a new proposed independent contractor regulation that complicates the process for classifying workers as independent contractors. We're not going to have Mark, so I'll just move along here. We'll get Mark rebooked. Anyways, reclassifies these folks as independent contractors. And it's going to have costly new uncertainties. The regulation invites confusion and litigation by establishing a test where any of six different factors could determine if employees' status as opposed to the DOLs, the Department of Labor's, prior regulation, under which only two core factors were determiners. Additionally, the regulation introduces a vague mandate forcing businesses to consider the economic realities of the relationship between a worker and a company, as well as an undefined set of additional factors that must be considered. The regulation will increase liability for businesses and reduce opportunities for those interested in working as independent contractors. So I want to get into that for a moment. I, for one, enjoy being a contractor. 
I do that in a couple of different things that I do. And I frankly don't want to be an employee ever. It's not who I am. I'm my own person. I haven't been employed by someone else for, gosh, I'd have to go back and do the, somebody do the math for me since 1986. I don't know how many years ago that is, a long time. It's almost 40 years, so I guess 38 years. Is that right, Charlie, 38 years if it's 1986? So I haven't been employed by anyone else for 38 years other than myself. Don't want to be. I encourage, actually, individuals, if they have the ability to be a legitimate contract worker, to do so. There's benefits in being one, in By the way, what I just said, in my opinion, is what the government's after. Because there are benefits in being a contractor, you have different tax-deductible items that you can take advantage of that the average employee cannot. So in turn, of course, the government, the IRS, whoever it is, would love to see a reclassification of a large amount of workers. By the way, I looked it up. There's 64.6 million 1099 workers in America. That's a lot, by the way. 60, close to 65 million. Let's just round it up, say 65 million. So if they could go in and extract just a few percentage points of tax, 65 million roughly at 2% is about, I want to say 60 billion, I want to say. Sorry, I'm not figuring that right. Uh, in my head, I'd have to do the math, and, and I apologize. I had this number earlier. I didn't write it down. My bad. Regardless, 65 million, I can do it really quick here, 65 million. Let's just say that they could somehow gain another 2% out of that, just just 2%. It, it, and by the way, the numbers, when you get to 65 million, it's, sat, it's staggering. And, and what I'm getting at is, let's say, for example, those 65 million workers make on average 50000 a year. And I don't know if that's high, low, or whatever, but let's just say that they can make $50,000 a year. And which, let me do the math on that one. That comes to $3,250,000,000. So let's just say that government can get 2% out of that income, just an extra 2%. That's $65 billion. So I did have my math correct. If you... Look at this from that standpoint. It's no wonder they're going after 1099 workers. If they can just figure out how to extract 2% of that $50,000 in additional taxes, it's a huge number. And believe me, that's what these folks are looking at. I also feel like, and I've said this for years, I'll keep saying it, there's far more government control over an employee than there is a contractor, a self-employed individual. It's why I've said for years, I've been, I've been on this program now, doing my own thing here at Crawford for 10 years on this part of it. I've been doing drive radio much longer, but in this area daily, 10 years. And I've said that entire 10 years that government hates self-employed individuals because they can't control them. This is not only to gain revenue, folks. It's also a way of control. If they can keep a Lyft and Uber driver from being a subcontractor, they have more control over them. They also have more control, by the way, over Uber and Lyft, the companies themselves, which I would venture to guess if they did this and this ends up passing, Uber and Lyft are gone. They'll no longer exist. 
Which makes you wonder how hard are the taxi companies lobbying for this, by the way. When, in fact, some of them are probably using contract drivers for their taxis. I don't know that for sure because I don't know how that end of it works, but wouldn't surprise me. At the end of the day, and this is not, this is not going to work well. The article I'm reading, by the way, I got a news uh, alert from the American Hotel and Lodging Association. I get press briefings from all sorts of organizations across the country. This one happened to come from there. Now, I've seen people talk about this in other ways and other forums and so on, so it's not the first time that I read it. But when this came through, I'm like, okay, this is like the fourth or fifth one of these I've got. I probably should talk about it. Some of you asking the same questions. So this is one of those things where we will have to be watching this, and I can't tell you if this has been implemented or not. There's a final rule on this, but I don't know if this, in fact, is actually law yet or not. I am not privy to that. I'll have to read through this and find out. But if, in fact, this is the case, those of you that are a 1099 worker, you're going to have to really reevaluate what you're doing and are you legal. So if somebody out there is more of an expert on this than I and can even text me as to whether or not this has become law or not, please do so. Because to me, this is a big, big deal. Again, I don't know. In the article that I'm reading and the, the Department of Labor link that's here, it says the agency is the wage and hour division. It says action final rule. Now, I don't know if this has become law or not or if this is just a rule that will then go forward and have to have any sorts of checks and balances on top of this. I'm not privy to how that works. And some of you listening maybe can tell me, but I'm not a, an expert. I do know that in this particular ruling that I'm reading, it says this final rule is effective on, and it says insert date 60 days after date of publication in the Federal Register. So I don't think it's gotten to that point yet, but I don't think it's that far away either. So this is one of those things we need to be you know, cautious of, be watching very closely, because as I've said for many, many years, they hate self-employed individuals. They will do everything they possibly can to eliminate self-employed individuals and this, in my opinion, is one of the ways that they will do this. And, and again, they're redefining the relationship between contractor and business and whether or not it's really a contractor or is it an employee. And I have not even read through all of this myself, but I will do my best to do so. What I do know is all the things that I've read is this is a big thing. We need to be watching it and see exactly what's happening. Flesh Law is next. Speaking of legal. If you got a question, this may be something I actually have to throw to Kevin, by the way, and get an answer from him, which I may very well do before it's said and done. He is your guy on criminal or civil issues. If you've got a question or you need representation, please call Kevin today, 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. 
Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Kaner Home Transitions, ask about the re-up program, especially if you've got a home that needs remodeling or one that you may be inheriting along those lines. Give KNR a call. Find him at klzradio.com. worried about your parents living in that house as they get older. So now you really need Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions by your side. Kat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Kat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew, that's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no-strings-attached free consultation with Kat and Robin. Level Engineering is solar right for you, your home, and your pocketbook. Find out by talking to Alan Davis today. Call him today. Find him at klzradio.com. Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend, that they don't have your best interests at heart. Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, they installed a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can, but Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no obligation consultation. Genesis 1-3 Electric, if you've got uh, someplace in your home you'd like to have a dimmer switch in, they've got a great special right now on dimmer switches, special for KLZ listeners, by the way. Call Genesis 1-3 Electric, find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electric is on a mission to make your home electrical panels safe. Denver is home to many outdated electrical panels due to changes over the years in the electrical codes. And if your panel is made by certain specific manufacturers, you need a replacement unit ASAP. These obsolete panels are against the new Colorado Electrical Code because they are prone to malfunctions that can lead to fires in your home. Or if you've been experiencing things like flickering or dimming lights, breakers tripping more than usual, or receptacles that don't work, you need to call Genesis 1-3 Electrical for an inspection today. The team at Genesis 1-3 will provide the proper installation for your home, and they will educate you on everything you need to know about your new up-to-code electrical panel. KLZ has vetted and highly recommends Genesis 1-3 Electrical to keep your home safe and sound. 
Contact Dustin at Genesis 13 Electrical today at klzradio.com slash light to learn about special listener discounts. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Conrad, what's going on today, sir? Well, you know, you and I have been texting with each other today off and on, and the situation, we have three incumbents, like you said, that have gotten out. Uh, Buck is retiring. Yep. And Lauren Bobert's going to move to that spot. And I just was on the phone with our chairman. He thinks that her seat that she's in, in in her district, which is three, I believe, will be replaced by another good Republican. And in Lamborn, they got Doug Williams running for that. And, and we were talking about... And, and, and Charlie, and, and really quick, Conrad, maybe you know because I couldn't get the answer. I think somebody else today threw their hat in the ring of five outside of Dave Williams. Do you, by chance, know who that is? No, I don't, but uh, that'd be all right with me. But we, uh, talking about the deal with, with removing him, uh, there, there's a presence been set because Ken Buck was chairman and the congressman at the same time. Yeah, but difference the, the being, deal- Conrad, and I've heard people give that comparison, but it's not apples to apples. Buck... Uh, not that I agreed with him doing it at that time. In fact, he was so busy, he had to have Steve House helping him on the side. Uh, given, keep in mind, there's no favoritism when you're already elected and you're a congressman. When you're not and you're running for a primary seat in this particular case, I do look at that as a huge conflict of interest, and it goes against the bylaws of the state GOP. It's plain and simple right there. That, that's what we thought, too, because of that very reason that you just said. So I don't know if we can... I don't even know what steps could be taken to move about about making him a Well, client, and, and but, this uh, is where, you know, folks that are listening, and you, of course, have some, some clout in that area that even I don't have. Uh, the reality is we need somebody that's got the ability to have some sort of an immediate session, executive session, come to play. Now, whether or not that will do anything based upon the folks that are there, I don't know. And I don't know as a regular you know, Republican myself, a registered Republican, if I have any say or if any of us that are in this area have any say, Conrad. But my feeling is a recall needs to happen. Dave needs to step down or get out of the CD5 race. He's got two choices. One of those two needs to happen. I've called for this now since uh, Monday. Or actually, I think even, yeah, he, he announced it over the weekend. So since Monday, I've called for this. This is the third day now that I've said this. I'm going to keep calling for it until one of two things happens. And I don't know if I'm the only one publicly calling for this, but I'm going to call for it till it happens, Conrad. He's wrong. He needs to step down in one of those two positions. Absolutely agree. And like you said, he's been doing too much favoritism. I mean, you know, I'm a Trump supporter just as much as. Yep. And I am too. Has, and, 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 and Conrad, I, you know, you and I have talked about this even a little bit, you know, through text messages off air. And the reality is. I'm a, I'm a supporter of anybody that will end up with an R next to their name when it's all said and done. But if I were chair, I can't play favorites, even though you may personally like one of them more than another. It's your job as chair to be there and advise and help each one of those candidates equally. And I can't even do that at the county level because I get myself in trouble. Like with the different ones that are running for the 4CD, I've got two guys that are friends of mine that are running for that spot. And, of course, I like Lauren Boebert, too, but I can't say I like so-and-so better than the other one. Correct. And, and, and you know what? You're, you're an ethical individual, and that's how you handle things. And, and really well, quick, you. really quick, <laughs> Conrad, uh, Charlie looked it up. Bob Gardner uh, threw his name in for CD5. So did Jeff Crank. Okay. 
you know, well, I guess we'll see how it shakes out. But anyway, you know, if there's some way, you know, I know I've bugged you about it off and on, but you sure would make a great chairman, John, if you do it. Well, the problem, you know, Conrad, you, is I don't, I, I, unfortunately, I feel like, the deck would be stacked against anybody like me even. I feel like Dave Williams right now has got things so stacked that I don't know that if you even had any kind of a recall, executive committee meeting, et cetera, to whereby you even get those people that would be powerful enough to make this happen. I think Dave stacked the deck enough in his own favor that, honestly, I, I think it is what it is. We can talk about it publicly. I can disagree with it. But the reality is, and this is something I don't think our current GOP uh, folks at that level understand, this is already, I sent you an article coming out of the Denver Post, this is already starting to hurt us from the other side because they're looking at us like, what in the world are you guys doing? Exactly. Well, we did get a bit of good news today, though. If you heard it, uh, Chris Christie dropped out. And I was happy oh, that's to awesome. That. Yeah, good. He, he yeah. needed to go from the get-go. He never should have been in yeah, it to begin he's with. A, he's a... More than a rhino in my book. I think he's a, he's an actual Democrat collaborator. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have that. I have absolutely zero respect for Chris Christie. None whatsoever. Amen. Zilch. Zero. Amen. Should have gone a long time ago. Amen, brother. But but you but know, I, again, going back to this whole issue with Dave Williams as the the GOP chair, and again, I read through the the bylaws uh, openly. By the way, Conrad, I, I did this yesterday, and the reality is that the bylaws basically state that he as chairman, can't endorse any one candidate. So unless he's not even going to endorse himself as that prime, which you and I both know doesn't work. If you if you threw your hat into the ring and announced that you're running, you've endorsed yourself at that point. If you didn't, you wouldn't be running. So just by definition, he has endorsed himself. He has now put himself in a position of compromise because he's literally the GOP chair, but he's now endorsed a particular candidate for that particular seat. That's a conflict of interest. It's against the bylaws. He needs to resign, period. Well, maybe that'll be enough... Uh powerful forces in the party that maybe we could get, set the wheels in motion to do something about it. I hope so. Really quick, too, Conrad. The other problem I have right now with the majority, unless I'm wrong, and you know more about this than I do, so I'm glad you called in. My other problem I've got with the entire individuals, the entirety of individuals running the state party right now, have any of them, Conrad, done anything in public life outside of being a politician? And, and other question is, have any of them ever ran their own business? Because I can't see that any of them have. Well, most of the ones I've been had known over the years, like Dick Wadhams and, and Ryan Call, they're all attorneys. I, I believe those both those guys. So, what's were, Dave so. done in his past? Because I couldn't I couldn't find anything on the internet that gives me any indication of what Dave's ever done for a job. Nothing that I know of, and I haven't really researched. So, that what much qualifies beyond. these individuals, Conrad, to even be in that position in the first place? They're running the state GOP. They've never written a payroll check in their life. I have just asked a dumb question, all of you that voted for him. Why? Why did you vote for someone with no real-world experience in how to run things? Well, it's probably because he was you know, a big, huge Trump supporter, and that sucked enough of us in to do it. I, you know, it's been a while since I've, I, I know I didn't vote for him on the first ballot, so that's why and I And I'm not being critical. I'm just asking a very simple question. We're going to have people running our party that really should understand everything, Conrad, from payroll to marketing to how I run a business, all these different facets of what goes on in that particular world. And yet, to my knowledge, unless somebody can correct me, none of them that are there right now have any of that experience. Zilch is zero. I don't believe they, I don't believe they did. Our, our new treasurer might. He, he walked into a mess. I don't know if you heard about all what was going on there, but we were almost completely bankrupt. You know, you know. 
Well, and, and you know, no offense, Conrad. Maybe, I, I don't know all the details. I haven't even seen everything to see if there's proof one way or the other. What I do know is this. Anytime, and I've taken over organizations where they're deep in the red. And what I do know is as a leader, if that's the position that you're in and that's, what the, that's the hand you've been dealt with, then it's up to you to figure out how do you get that turned around, how do you get enough revenue in, uh, uh, enough things coming in, donations, etc., to turn that tide that's your job as chair and not sit around and whine about what the last organization gave you. I've, I've taken over organizations like that, Conrad. I've turned them around. It's very doable. Stop your whining. That's exactly right. I haven't seen him doing a single thing so far in that regard. Uh, our, our, our fundraising, Conrad, as you know, is dismal. It's dismal. Yep, it is. So Very bad. I, 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 I'm open for suggestions from guys like you. You've got far more uh, intuition and, and know the power structure better than I, Conrad. I really don't know what to do to get this handled, but I am on a mission. I said this yesterday publicly. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm on a mission to have Dave Williams resign from one of those two positions. All right, you got my, you got my back. I may, I may. Right? You guys may get so tired of talking, me talking about it, because I'm going to do it daily until he does one of those two things. And I know, Conrad, this message has reached him. He's a coward and won't even reach back out to me to even defend himself. Yeah, well, I may get my fanny in trouble for saying that publicly, but that's what I'm saying because he okay. needs to go. Well, I agree. Well, given the circumstances, right. he absolutely needs to go, Conrad. Either quit being CD five candidate or quit being you know the chair. But really, at this point in time, he's proven to me that he's not a legitimate chair by his actions. Meaning he's not ethical. He needs to go. Period. Exactly. Those of you sure, listening, please, 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 hear me out on that. And if any of you want to fight me on that, lines are open. Call me and, and defend yourself. Take care, brother. Conrad, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Folks, I meant what I just said. If, if you want to defend yourself, 303-477-5600. By the way, I don't even want a text message on this. Call me. 303-477-5600. Defend to me how Dave Williams can stand and continue to be GOP chair, given what he's already done. And he reminded me, too, don't forget, he used the entire party system to make his announcement. His e-blast came from the GOP, Colorado GOP. Wrong. Dave, if you're listening, step down of one of those two positions, frankly, I think you need to step down from the chair position because it's already proven you're not ethical enough to, to have that seat. Give up your salary, your 200 k a year. Yes, folks, that's what he makes. Give that up. Go run for CD5. Let's see if you can make it or not, and we'll move on. All right, I got I to gotta make a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Again, as I've said, cold weather's coming. Make sure you're prepared. Hi-Fi Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing takes water quality seriously and has what it takes to bring clean, safe, and high-quality water to your home. Bad water in your home affects more than just taste. Those costly hair and skin products go right down the drain if you have hard water, pollutants, or chemical imbalances. Water quality experts may make your water taste good, but because they're only treating the symptoms of your water instead of the cause, you'll continue paying them every month for the taste of your water. High Fives plumbers can hunt down root issues, so treating your water with chemicals isn't always necessary. Clean water means your clothes will be brighter, your hair will be softer, and you'll stop cleaning stubborn water spots off mirrors and dishes. 
To find out all the ways that clean water can make you safer and healthier, just contact High Five Plumbing at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Clog my toilet one too many times. I'll call High Five for this. Call High Five for this. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, two locations now to serve you. One in Fort Collins, one in Boulder. 303-442-4141 is the phone number or find them at ridgelineautobrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Jim at Castle Rock, go ahead, sir. Hey, John, I want to challenge you on the Dave Williams comments you said. Let's hear it. Okay, you said he needs to resign from one or the other, right? Correct. He needs to resign from both. The GOP <laughs> okay. is both screwed up, and he's a big part of the reason I, why. I, you know what, Jim? I stand corrected. I will not argue with you on that one. All right, just wanted to share that. You are you are the man. Thank you for correcting me. I I will take correction when corrections do, and, and be a man and stand up. And yes, uh, I would agree with him. Full, you know wholeheartedly on that. Mike and Aurora, you're next. Yeah, uh, yeah, John. I don't want to fight fight you. Uh, you. I've called long enough. You know me. Uh, hopefully, we're brothers in Christ. I'm just trying to understand. I've heard bit and, bits and pieces of your argument, and if you could just lay it out. And fully and completely, I'd, I'd appreciate it. When it comes okay. to Dave, given the yeah. fact that he's the GOP chair in the bylaws state, and by the way, common sense, Mike would say, if you're going to be the chair of an organization and you're going to help those individuals that are going to run for office statewide, 
that you yourself cannot endorse, the bylaws even state this, you cannot endorse or get behind a particular candidate. In other words, you can't play favorites, Mike. You can't say, hey, I want Joe over here to win and I don't want Steve to win. I, you, know, you cannot do that as a chair. You cannot play favorites when one particular candidate is running for office, especially as we get into the primaries. Once the primaries are over and we've got a lead candidate, yes, as a GOP chair, you've got to be behind that candidate that won the primary. And by the way, in this state, no matter how they won the primary, whether they were elected to be on by the committee or were they petitioned on, either way, once they win the primary, you as a GOP chair and the committee need to be behind that particular individual. In this case, Mike, as a chair, we're going to throw our hat in the ring as a candidate, therefore, Mike, actually endorsing yourself, therefore violating your own bylaws. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that seems Does that make logical. sense? I mean, I mean, yeah. really, Mike, can you run for a office of any kind and not endorse yourself? I mean, if that's the case, why are you running? If you can't endorse yourself, why are you running? Well, yeah, and I, I know it's not a good defense, but I mean, it's not the first time it's happened. No, that's not a good defense. And, and by the way, Mike, on top of that, we're going to be the GOP chair now and also use the GOP platform as a state party to announce the fact that I've just thrown my hat in the ring. We well, didn't do that for any other candidates, but we'll do it for myself. Yeah, there's a lot of... Well, there's a lot of ethical things that are going on into... And to, our, to Jim's point a moment ago, he needs to get rid of – he needs to resign from both of those. I stand corrected. He needs to not make a choice. He just needs to go away. Yeah, it's politics. It's uh, – oh, Mike, we've got to clean up our own house. There's no way that we can have the other side looking at us in this way, and we, you know, we've got to clean up our own mess. Well, yeah, it's politics. It's insidious and incestuous. Yep. And um, my beanball, the, uh, I, I am not uh, – I don't pretend to know or understand the Colorado Republican Party. Uh, it's it's insider uh, like the Democrats. Only me. Well, it's just not as obvious as the de- the way the Democrats play insider politics. Uh, would you agree with that? It's not, um, say that again. It's it's not what I'm not sure I'm following you. Uh, it's insider politics. Yeah. The Republican. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah. It's inside baseball, inside politics on our side of the aisle. You're correct. Yes, yes. And the, Dem- and the Democrats, even more so. Oh, yeah. Are, are yeah, the difference is, uh, I, I don't think even, I'm, I know this might be a stretch. I'm not sure even they would do this, Mike. Oh, no, I, I think they would. Yeah, I think they would. Um, I mean, look what's going on down there in Georgia between the, the uh, DA and uh, that uh, uh, boyfriend of hers, uh, what they're doing to Trump. Hey, are you? Are, are no, you I'm not familiar with that. No, you send me an article on it if you would, please. Well, that 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 broke out here uh, in the last day or two. Oh, okay. I yeah, I don't have anything to, to ma- uh, email you or anything like that. But no, it's uh, you know, it's get Trump. Got it. Uh, I can look that yeah. up. I'll do that. Mike, again, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for the questions, by the way. I appreciate it. Stephen Arvati, you're next. Go ahead. Hi, how's it going? Good, Steve. So this is very interesting because this reminds me of, you know, the very many nicknames the GOP has, the Grand Old Party, uh, Gaslight Obstruct Project. This is just a very big contingent issue that's been a thing, you know, going on 100 years since we moved away from, like, the traditionalists or the Federalist parties. Once you start consolidating power in two parties and you don't have any options besides those, the system very cleanly just, you know, ethics and everything goes out the window. 
I think if people were concerned about ethics and politics and making sure that there's not conflicts of interest or quid pro quo, we probably should have got on that about 100 years ago when it was centralized into a two-party system. And nobody really wants to fix that because it's very useful to be a team sport now for it. You know, you, you, Well, Stephen, uh, no offense, you're not going to have a three-party system in this country and have it work. You're not going to have a four- or five-party system. The reality is we have two parties, and my opinion is we need to clean up the one that I'm at least in. I don't care what the other side does, but we need to clean our party up. We need to get our stuff. We need to get our act together. I mean, none of the parties have been clean for going on 40, 50 years. So even if you're not even talking about a state level, if you're talking about a district level or a county level. And right now I'm just talking about Colorado, but I I get your point. Yeah, and so, I mean, every other every other country in the world has managed to make it work with a parliamentary system. But we don't have that system, Steve. We, We don't have a parliamentary system. We have a republic. Yes, but you have a constitutional republic and a Correct. democratic representative. But why would it, why would your party ever fix what they can do if you're always going to go to them? They never have to actually earn your vote. They're guaranteed it because they're not the other guy. So asking them to clean up their act now is that's like not, asking not, a fish Steve, to in not Colorado, that's not the case. And as a Republican, you're not guaranteed anything in this state. You're liable to even get on a ticket, nonetheless win. So that's not true. Yeah, that's true. No, that's what I'm saying, though. You're not likely to get anything you want even if you do vote for them. But you're going to vote for them because they're your party. They're the Republicans. Well, but on the same token, Steve, I do believe that in the state of Colorado, we've essentially got third, third, and a third. Yes, we lean even the middle to the left versus the right. Although, if you look at the, the platform that the conservative party stands for, and you go talk to any independent in the right way, by the way, and present the things that we actually stand for, it doesn't take much to convince people which one of the parties is right for them when it comes to their daily life, their freedom, their taxes, and so on. The reality, Steve, is we just don't do that very well. We suck at it. Well, you're not going to, like, if you're talking about taxation, okay, you get taxations for very large, wealthy corporations that make the most money. It doesn't, you don't see taxes for the lower and the middle class. 87% of the wealth in the country is owned by the top 1%. So small businesses are getting choked out by large businesses. Conservatives don't care much about that, that By the way, Steve, that's not totally true. I'm a small business. You're not always choked out by the big guy. You can still compete if you do it correctly. I coach businesses daily to do just exactly what I just said. So, no, that's not 100% correct. And, and that statement you're making is far, far left statements. Those aren't all correct either, by the way. Well, I'm sure the number has gotten even worse. The 87% number I'm quoting was from t- before 2016. So 87% sure number of what, Steve? 87% of wealth in the economy is owned by a marginal tax bracket that it makes... Uh, it's actually owned by mostly either the probably the top 2 to 5%, which depending upon what your income is, you may very well fit into, Steve. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. It's okay, so is, even, so even we're saying I should we should take yours away? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, I, I believe in every American being able to earn money and be able to prosper. Thank you. Then, you're, then you're a part of the conservative platform, not the other side. But you do not want to tax the people who make that amount of money. So I don't who? see anybody advocating I think everybody should pay a fair price. share. The, the question is, what's the fair share? The other side thinks the fair share is taking everything from the billionaires or high-end millionaires and distributing it out, which, by the way, there's not enough money for that to go around to even make that happen. But that's how the other side sees it. That's not how I see it. Well, in, fa- in fact, Steve, I want to incentivize people to make more money. A lower tax rate across the board typically raises revenues, not the other way around. Circle-down economics didn't work, though, and I'm sure a Baloney. lot of conservatives says who? powered on Baloney. Says politics. who, Steve? Says who? Who says it didn't work? Um, 
you could go to any number of Republicans who have moved on from the Tea Party era who do not agree that those actually benefited the lower and middle class. Because the upper middle class just has basically disappeared. There are people who are making 113 k a year single and double that for couples who say they feel poor because they have $100,000 between the two of them and they don't have enough money to cover anything. So you could say, like, well, is that, well, a, is that a governmental problem or a societal problem? I mean, you could look at Shell uh, Oil Company made forty-eight billion in profits last year. You I'm glad they did. Costs- that allows them to actually drill more, do more, produce more oil, and that's why we have two dollar and thirty cent a gallon gasoline right now. I'm glad for that, Steve. Thank you. Because by the well, way, they didn't make that, that be- in 2020. Again, are, where do you stand, Steve? Left, middle, or right? Because to me, you sound like a lefty. Well, I sound like a lefty. You. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, well, I consider myself a libertarian. Okay, and and define that for me, please. Uh, libertarian. You're not talking like one, by the way. Well, I mean, libertarian economics predate conservative economics. So if I sound familiar, it's just because there's barely any libertarians that actually get out there and echo their point across very well. But um, I believe in, you know, freedom of speech. Everybody should have the right to the Second Amendment. Everybody should be able to have their own platform where they say anything they like. I believe you should be able to smoke, take any kind of drug you want. Those should be decriminalized. Um, 21 years of age for alcohol and firearms, though. Um, governments that are just, you know, at the very bare minimum, just maintaining civil roads, assets, for not not doing what stuff does today where police are seizing assets and, you know, we have so many three-letter agencies that are too large. And can't they disagree really with so far. I can't disagree with people. anything you've said. But that that's not the same as what you were saying earlier with your tax statements, by the way. Well, yeah, but you still have you're to contradicting yourself is you what I'm getting at, Steve. Forward. You're 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 kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. You want to tax the rich, but that's not the libertarian way. Yeah, you have to have a society that's free for everybody, not a society that's privileged for the wealthy. If corporations are making the bulk of the money these days, and the lower middle class is basically disintegrated, you can't have people who have an enormous amount of power on the judicial, executive, and you know parliamentary system, which I wish we had, but. Since we have a two-party system, you let wealth into those parties, and the ethics and everything you were talking about in Colorado, that never goes away. You're not going to fix it every, anything when people can just put $200,000 into a candidate. As long as you put your name, tie it to a, you know, a check, you can just basically donate any amount of money you want. Super PACs are still a problem. The delegate system doesn't work in this country. Money has, you know... It's not the root of all evil, but, you know... No, money is a tool. It's the love of money and the heart condition that's the root of evil, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money you, money it itself was. is not evil. It's, it's how it's used and, and or worship that's the evil part. Money's a tool. That's yeah. all it is. And in America, everything is for sale. That's, that's basically my point. If you have money, it doesn't matter if you're talking about the government. It doesn't matter if you're talking about local elections, corporations, land. If you have money, you can buy anything. People complain about this all the time. This politician's bought off. This guy's taking money from these super PACs. These billionaires are donating to these Democrats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to the GOP, it goes from there. If you start taking money out of politics and you have to make people own up to it and you have to do small individual level donations, you would see a lot less. And, of that and Steve, can't I can't, I, I won't argue with that. I agree with all of that. And I'm not a fan of super PACs or anything along those lines at all. You've heard me talk about that many, many times on this program. So I'm not against anything you're saying. But what I will tell you is, 
and I've said this many times, I'm very open about it. I'm very much a thinker like you on that libertarian side. I wouldn't call myself a libertarian, but I lean that way greatly. But what I will say is that party and that way of thinking is not going to get us anywhere politically speaking. We only have one party that if we get in and make any changes to that are significant and then thereby change the things that you're talking about, it's the only option we've got. You cannot do it as a third party. It's never going to work. It won't work as long as you centralize the two powers. No, when you give up on the GOP and the Democratic Party, you may still see change in that. But as long as the team sports continues, people are going to batten down the hatches and just bet on those until they come up red. So that's pretty much it. Okay, I'll leave it with that. Steve, I appreciate it very much. And uh, I don't know, Steve, if you were trying to weigh in on what Dave Williams, our chair, should do. I still go back to what Jim, the first caller, said and basically you know, correcting me that Dave, I was saying Dave should make a decision on whether he's going to be the CD5 candidate or be the GOP chair. Jim says no, he should actually resign from both. I, I can't disagree with that. In my opinion, and in, in, in our last caller, Steve, you can either agree or disagree. In my opinion, Dave has shown his corruption, his corruptness. Yes, I'm saying it that way. A lot of you listening are going to be mad at me for saying that, but that's how I'm going to say it. I believe he's corrupt. I believe he needs to resign from both of those. And frankly, just go bye-bye, right off into the night. Go away. I don't even want to see him as dog catcher. Yes, that's where I'm saying things have gotten to in the Colorado GOP, and I'll stand by that. And uh, I, you know what? I can probably take this call quickly before we take our last break. Mike, go ahead. You're next. Yeah, John, I just wanted to say it comes down to holding our individual... Uh, elected representative accountable. Agree. And, and, and by the way, and you do that, Mike, in replacing them as necessary. Exactly. You know, the exactly. one thing that we all forget, I talked about this in the podcast that you're all going to hear in just a few minutes, we all forget that all these politicians work for me. I'm hiring them to do the things that I can't do. That even includes the president of the United States. These guys are not in power over me. It's, in fact, where a lot of Christians get things way backwards. Uh, they don't power me. I power them. They're working for me. I'm the boss. They're the employee. And we need to get back to that in this country because we've forgotten that. Those guys have forgotten that. Dave Williams has forgotten that. I'm glad Christians and active citizens are working at the grassroots level, uh, uh, local, uh, state, county, uh, and uh, school boards. And that's, that's exactly the way the infiltration began with this communist uh, infiltration 70 years ago. Yep. Exactly the way it began. No, and, and, and again, I, I, you know, the things I will disagree with Steve on you know, prior is you know, he's taking the extremes on everything. And yes, a lot of things in this country can be bought and sold. That's true all across the world. Those things will never change. It's inherent to the human psyche, if you would. So those yeah. things aren't going to change. But I will tell you that our system is still the best that's out there. Does it need some revision and some revamping? Absolutely. Yeah. It's what we talk about here on a regular it, basis. It was... Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. It, well, I was just going to say, it was interesting to hear him. I'm, I'm th- I thank you for having him on, though. I mean, I'd like to hear, you know, different viewpoints. Yeah, and I do, too. Uh, I mean, I, and again, the majority of what Steve said, I fully agree with. The money side of it, the mm-hmm. taxation side, and you guys have heard me say this more than once, I would, I would just as soon see, you know, see corporations taxed at zero. Because at the end of the day, yeah. Mike, I, as a customer, am paying their tax. They don't. Oh, yeah, you pass it on to the consumer. Correct. I mean, Ronald, Reagan, Ronald Reagan nailed that uh, 45 years ago, whatever it was. Um, yeah, no argument here or there. 
Um, love your show, Joe. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. I got to take a break. We'll come right back. Affordable Buttress Mortgage rates are going down. A mortgage rates, I should say, find out how much and how, how that works for you specifically. 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, speaking of money, Golden Eagle Financial, make sure you're dialed in with your financial future. Talk to Al Smith today. Find him at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can develop a solid, cohesive retirement strategy that makes sense in the context of your very specific needs. You've been making moves toward retirement your whole life and likely have assets in different places, Al can simplify it for you. Having a simple retirement plan and a single point of contact means when you're gone, your family won't have to guess where your assets are. It means your children won't find out in 20 years that you had funds in probate that they could have used. Having a solid plan and an agent to manage it means you can take advantage of financial products with high return and modest risk. And most importantly, It means that someone will be on your side when you can't make those decisions on your own. Give Al a call today for a free consultation and get started on your retirement strategy by going to klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, I didn't get a chance to do cold weather tips. I'll do that tomorrow. But one of those tips that came in from a listener is, hey, this time of the year as we're heading into this cold spell, raise your thermometer, your temperature up just a little bit, maybe a couple of degrees, keep the house a little bit warmer. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but that way if there is any kind of a problem, the house is already a little bit warm to begin with, and you can make it through whatever kind of a problem you might have. If you need help, give Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning a call. Find them at klzradio.com. Dream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC are serious about keeping you safe from poisons like carbon monoxide. Your furnace creates carbon monoxide and over the years can develop leaks and cracks that put your family in danger. The worst part? You probably won't know because carbon monoxide is colorless, odorless, and undetectable without special detectors that Cub Creek will give you for free. Carbon monoxide poisoning can cause nervous system issues, chronic illness, and even death. That's why Cub Creek is giving you a free carbon monoxide detector just for having them over to service your furnace. You might already have detectors on your smoke alarms, but those are on the ceiling, and carbon monoxide gas is heavier than air, so typically it doesn't go anywhere near your ceiling. 
Cub Creek has openings available now, so go to klzradio.com slash HVAC to schedule and get your free detector today. Veteran Windows and Doors, 40% off windows right now, 45% off entry doors. Give Dave a call today. Find out how that works for you and your home. Find him at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors simplifies and streamlines your new window installation. They will alleviate the scheduling issues of a multi-window installation by completing the entire process for you typically within two days. And Veteran Windows and Doors follow stricter installation guidelines than what is required in the industry because that is their business model. To do right by you, the customer, Veteran makes sure every window is properly flashed, insulated, and sealed so you can be 100% confident in a job done right every time. Veteran's crew consists of vetted, trusted, and insured technicians, so you know you will always be in good hands. They also offer a five-year installation guarantee. This month, they will take 40% off both product and installation when you buy eight or more windows. Start saving today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, had another text message on you're not going to get to the cold weather tips for this, uh, you know, huge weather storm we have coming in. And kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's a big weather storm. It's going to be that Arctic freeze that we get typically about once a year. Uh, some years it's worse than others. This one's going to dip us into the, I don't know, probably 10 below range, just a night or two. But yes, uh, there'll be some things that you should do. Now, before I end this show today, if you're driving a diesel truck, one little tip for all of you, and I would get this done today, tomorrow for sure. Add additive of your choice. You all know who I use from the drive radio program on Saturdays, but put an additive, an anti-gel additive in your diesel tank, fill it up, add the additive, Make sure you don't gel up because that's what diesel will do when it gets that cold. And especially if you don't know where your fuel is coming from or you just buy it, whatever the local corner store is, yes, put that additive in as we head into this weekend to avoid having any kind of a gel up on your diesel vehicle. That's if you've got a car or truck, by the way. Some of you are driving diesel cars now. So if you've got a diesel of any kind, put the anti-gel additive in it as we head into the weekend to make sure you're not victim of fuel gel because if that happens you're dead on the side of the road calling a tow truck so i'll talk more about that tomorrow guys have a great night uh, national crawford roundtable is next this is rush to reason denver's afternoon rush klz 560